Hello, I'm Larry Turnbull, and welcome to Handy Around the House. This show can be heard at this time during the odd months of each year. We alternate with Laura Legendary with Legendary Insights, which can be heard at this time on the even months of the year. Welcome to the first episode of Handy Around the House. As I mentioned before, I'm Larry Turnbull, and I'm your host of this great show that'll be featuring all kinds of ways to fix different things around the house. For the first episode, I'm going to talk about uh, some basic tools to have uh, around the house to help uh, do some of the necessary repairs if you're in a bind and can't get anybody over there to help you out. Also, um, and first and most important, I'm going to talk about safety. There are all kinds of things you can do to help either prevent accidents or be able to deal with them when they do occur. So let's talk safety first. It is very important to know what uh, kind of job that you're going to be doing around the house and know if you're going to be comfortable with it. By all means, if if you don't feel comfortable with any project that I talk about on this show, by all means, get a professional or somebody that has more experience in doing these projects. It is better to be safe than sorry. So, for safety, it is always a very good idea to have a first aid kit in the house. This first aid kit should contain things like different size bandages, gauze pads, cold compresses, antibiotic cream, burn relief cream, and scissors to uh, trim the gauze when you need to wrap it around uh, any type of wound. And also make sure you have some kind of uh, splint or ace bandage in case uh, you jam a finger or a toe or something like that. Also, the most important thing to have near you at all times when you're tackling a project is your phone. So if anything major happens, you can uh, call for help. Okay, here are a couple other things to uh, keep in mind when dealing with uh, safety. If you're going to be working outside, a good thing to keep in mind is uh, during the warm months, you might be dealing with uh, insects of different types. Um, If you're going to be working on any part of the exterior of your house, Um, Keep in mind there could be bee nests or spider webs or anything like that that uh, could pose a danger. And if you're allergic to bee stings or other types of insect bites, by all means keep your first aid kit near you. And if you have any medicines to deal with those allergic reactions, keep them near you as well. And also, like I said before, keep your phone near you as well. It's easy to forget some of these things. I mean, I forget them as well. But you want to make sure that you have some sort of plan in place in case something does happen. All right, let's get to the basic tools. I have a 
toolbox in my house that I use for doing emergency repairs on anything, as well as any other projects that I might do around the house. That box, of course, contains a hammer, a Phillips and flathead screwdrivers, a saw, and there are different kinds of saws. Uh, I have a hacksaw, which can be used pretty much for any type of project, you know, whether you're cutting through wood or metal. A wood saw does better for certain types of wood, especially if you've got uh, knots in the wood. Also, I have a socket set and a set of wrenches, and these wrenches contain different size wrenches. I have both a standard and a metric set in case I'm dealing with something that might have um, screws or bolts or anything like that that are measured in uh, metric. And any product that comes from outside of the U.S., chances are is going to have bolts and nuts that are measured in metric. Also, I have other tools. Now, these you may or may not uh, feel necessary to have around, but uh, I have a level that has an audio indicator on it, and I'll be demoing that here shortly. Also, I have a talking multimeter, and some of you probably, uh, in fact, many of you probably will feel a little bit nervous when venturing into electrical projects, which we will be covering on this show. We'll also be covering plumbing and some carpentry and other general repairs around the house, as well as simple things like hanging pictures, hanging curtain rods, putting up shower curtains, replacing shower heads, and the like. I also have, though I need to probably replace it, but uh, I also have a stud finder for finding the wood studs in the walls. If you're going to be hanging heavy items like mirrors and that sort of thing, your best bet is to make sure that you go right into the stud with the nail or screw, depending on how you're going to mount this item. Of course, if you're using something heavy, you're better off using screws. They tend to hold things better to the wall than a nail would in that case. Pictures, you can get away with nails, and it's not really a big deal, unless it's a real heavy picture that might have a glass uh, front to it as well as a heavy metal frame. Okay, let's get to the first demo. I have my level here, and... It's a digital level. Most of you probably are familiar with the longer levels that are used that have a water bubble in them that, if it's in the center, that indicates it's level. And also, nowadays, a lot of contractors and professional handymen use a laser level or some sort of digital level. I have a digital level here. This one happens to have an audio indicator on it. And what it does is it beeps, and the faster it beeps, the more level or plumb you are. And if you get a solid tone or a real fast beep, then you're pretty much spot on. 
you'll be about as close as you're going to get. Of course, level is going across, plumb up and down. If you want to see if your door is level or plumb, you can use this tool for that. Also, if you are moving around a washer or dryer or any heavy appliance like that, you want to make sure it's level before you start using it. And this tool can come into handy as that for that as well. This also works well for hanging pictures, mirrors, any anything that needs to be level, it can help you out. So, there are four buttons on this device. Three of them are under a display, and those mainly help with calibrating, and you really don't uh, have to do much with those after you have the unit calibrated. And unfortunately, this is one of those things where having a sighted person around to make sure it's calibrated correctly is a good thing, but after it's calibrated, then you can use this tool on your own without any trouble. Up on the right side of the front of the unit is the power button, and we'll go ahead and kick it on. Now you can hear it beeping. I'm going to set it on the desk here. We'll see how level this desk is. It's fairly level. You can hear that fast beep going on. I'm going to tilt this a little bit and see if we can get a solid tone out of this. It's slowing down. It means it's... Let's go this way. There we go. That's pretty close to level as you're going to get. You'll get those intermittent solid tones plus the fast beeping. And this uh, level is also magnetic. So if you're using it on any metal surface, uh, it, will, it will stay in place. So if I go plumb with it, turn it where it's up and down. Of course, when it's silent, that means you're nowhere near level at all. <laughs> but you get the idea. So we'll turn that off. So that's pretty much what the uh, level sounds like. Next, we'll demonstrate the talking multimeter. Okay, now in front of me, I have a my uh, talking multimeter. Now, these are have been very hard to come by over the last several years, unfortunately. This one was made by Omega, and I got to get on my soapbox a little bit. I'm pretty miffed at them for what they've done. They have... Uh, 
discovered, and I guess it happened to be from a caller, from what I've heard. I can't confirm or deny this uh, rumor that I've heard, but somebody thanked them for, you know, having these talking multimeters because they're blind and, um, you know, they've been able to do some great projects with this. Well, Omega, last I saw, they did have a phrase on their website about this talking multimeter saying that it should not be used by blind people. And, of course, um, you know, that uh, offended me pretty much. Um, But I do like the meter. It does a good job for what I need it to do. And they have stopped making this multimeter. I think they stopped making it to try to cover themselves to where they can't... uh, be, you know, where nobody can come at them and say, hey, you know, why are you selling this to one person and not another? That's my take on it anyway. I can't really confirm that as fact. So um, that's pretty much how that goes. But there are other multimeters coming up. In fact, there's one, and I'm probably going to buy it and see how well it works accessibility-wise. There's one that's supposed to pair up with the iPhone, and I happen to have an iPhone 6, and there is uh, one that uh, you can get the readings from the iPhone. So we'll have to see how well that works with voiceover. But anyway, here's the Omega one. I'm going to go ahead and... uh, turn this on and again if you're going to be doing any electrical projects around the house be sure that the power is turned off and i will remind you every time we do a project on this show that you turn off the power to any circuit that you're going to be working on and of course again if you don't feel comfortable with working with electricity by all means please get a professional or somebody who has a had a lot more experience in working with electricity. You don't have to fear it, but you do have to respect it. Um, it can seriously hurt you if uh, if you don't respect it. All right, let's go ahead and power up this meter. Just flip the switch on. There's the meter. Okay. It said volts DC. That's what it's set on currently. Let me describe this meter to you. There are five buttons going across the top, and you can set different modes with this. This uh, meter, you can set, uh, you know, you can use it as a thermometer. You can use it as, um, you know, measure amps, uh, volts, resistance. Those are the main key things that you'll want to measure when you're dealing with electricity. And then underneath that, Um, On the left side is the power switch, and then to the right is a rectangular button that you can use to have it enunciate uh, what you're doing. And then on the side, there's a selector that uh, you can set for amps, volts, um, that sort of thing. So I'll go ahead and go through the settings here. So I'll turn this knob on the right side. We're going to turn it clockwise. That's ohms, which is resistance. Milliamps, DC. Amps, DC. Amps, DC. 
and that's as far as it goes. Amps, you want to see, you know, how much, uh, how many amps are going through a circuit. Um, that's if you want to see, if you want to detect whether you've got a loose cable or, you know, amp fluctuations and that sort of thing. We probably won't be using that setting too often in these projects that I'm going to go over with you. The main settings we'll probably be using are volts or ohms or resistance, however you want to call it. I'm going to turn this uh, selector back counterclockwise. There's the milliamps. That's for if you want to measure milliamps coming off of power adapters, you know, those wall warts with the DC adapters. And there's ohms. There's volts. And millivolts. T1 degrees, that's for industrial thermometers if you want to measure um, the temperature of uh, ovens and that sort of thing. Though you got to buy a special probe to connect to this unit for that. Volts, We're going to go to volts DC, and I'm actually going to do a circuit test. Now, I'm going to go back to those five buttons that I mentioned that are going across the top of this meter. And the far right is the one that I want to push to switch it to volts AC. There we are. Now, I have two leads connected to this. And these leads come with the unit. One is a thicker cable that has a probe with a button on it that you can press to get your reading. That's your hot lead or positive. And the other is a thinner cable with a probe on it that is your negative or neutral lead so I'm going to go over to this surge protector here well, I bumped the button but it uh, <laughs> I'm going to go over to uh, move things around here I'm going to go over here to the surge protector and we're going to get a show you how to get a volt measurement now, be extremely careful when you're putting these into any kind of outlet or something that you know is alive. Uh, make sure that uh, keep your fingers away from the metal portion of these probes. And I'm going to put in the neutral one first. And I'm going to describe here in a minute on how you figure out which is which uh, on an outlet. As soon as I do this, put the neutral in first. And then we'll put the hot in. Now we'll hit the button. Well, we don't have a good lead on it. Let's see if we can get it. we are about 122 volts AC that's a, you'll usually get a reading on a standard outlet that your TV or computer or anything like that plugs into you'll get a range from 120 to 125 volts if the outlet is working correctly <clears throat> now let me describe the outlet to you because some of you probably just plug things in and don't pay it much mind Typically, your standard outlets, unless they are predate, uh, oh, I'd say probably about 1975, 
Uh, if they're earlier than that, you'll probably only see uh, two holes on them, two slots. Anything after 1975, you'll see uh, three holes. Um, two of them will be flat slots and one will be a round hole. The round hole is the ground and the other two are your hot and your neutrals. And the if the outlet is put in in the correct position, the hole should be on the bottom of the socket. The the ground hole should be right on the bottom of the of the uh, particular socket that you're plugging into, whether it's the top or the bottom one on the outlet. And if that's the case, then your neutral is going to be on the left side, and your hot is going to be on the right side. And some places you might see it reversed because they installed the outlet upside down where the ground hole is on the top instead of the bottom. And if that's the case, then, of course, the neutral will be on the right and the hot would be on the left. Another way to tell, a lot of the newer outlets are what we call polarized. And that means the neutral slot is slightly larger than the hot slot. So, in this case, I put the uh, neutral lead into the neutral slot, or the one that's slightly larger, and I put the hot lead into the hot slot. Now, a lot of times, if you just want to see if there's power in that outlet, there are simpler tools, and I can, I will demonstrate one in a future show when we're actually doing an electrical project. It's just a electrical detector that you just stick in one slot and hit the button. And if it uh, does a constant uh, chitter at you, that means it's uh, there's electricity there. And if it just beeps and goes silent, then that means the circuit's dead. <clears throat> but I like using a multimeter to make sure that the outlet is wired correctly. And because another way I could test this is I could put the hot lead into the hot slot and put the neutral lead into the ground hole, and I should get 120 to 125 reading across that way as well if the outlet is properly grounded. If I don't get a reading on the ground like that and I still get my regular 120 to 125 going from hot to neutral then that means the outlet is not grounded correctly and that could be a much bigger issue and in that case you may want to get uh, an electrician a professional electrician involved to diagnose that so that's pretty much how the um Talking multimeter works. If when I do uh, resistance, what that is for is if you want to test something like a heating element or a switch or something like that to see if uh, you know if that particular item is faulty or not. Then, of course, you would turn off the power to that switch or wherever you're going to test, and you would set it to resistance. 
and you would put the leads on the terminals of that switch or heating element and hit the button to find out what you've got there because what it does on resistors is it sends a very small amount of electrical current through to see if it makes it from one to the other. So I'll go ahead and demonstrate that now just by crossing the leads. I want to go ahead and set it over to ohms. Okay, so now we're on ohms. And what I'm going to do, I'll just hold the leads. You know, I'm not going to cross them right now. And I'm just going to hit the button, and it should say something like, uh, it should say open circuit. Open circuit. And it does. That means, you know, it's not, the current's not getting anywhere. Now, if I cross them. I get a reading of 0.5 ohms, which is about typical um, of any working switch or working element. Um, if you get real high resistance or an open circuit, then there may be a chance that it's, uh, you know, you may have a faulty switch or the switch is in the open position. And you probably want to put the switch in the on position that you're testing and try it again and see if you get the reading that you're looking for. So that's how the the talking multimeter works. Another handy tool to have around the house that I happen to have is a tape measure. I happen to have a braille tape measure that uh, extends uh, probably about 19 feet if it's fully extended. And I might even consider getting a talking tape measure. I mean, I like you know, reading the Braille and measuring, but sometimes if you're in a position where you can't let go of the tape measure to um, read the Braille, then the talking one might be a little more handy because then you might just be able to hit the button as you're holding the tape measure in place and get a reading that way. So that's something I'm considering. Another thing I forgot to mention, like I said, I have the level that uh, has... Um, the audio indicator, but I also have uh, an app that uh, I might demonstrate on one of my future shows. I have an app on my iPhone called Carpenter. This is a nice little app that uh, you could use your iPhone as a level to see if, uh, you know, if the surface that uh, you want to see is level, uh, you can uh, use the Carpenter app for this. And I'll demonstrate that in a future show. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Handy Around the House. And don't forget, same time, same station, Lord Legendary will be in next month with Legendary Insights. So stay tuned for all the great programs right here on ACB Radio Mainstream.